Hello, everyone, and welcome again, Pastor Deborah here. Yeah. And we are in the Garden of Eden to teach you today, even though I'm sitting physically in my living room. I don't know where your physical body is, but I just had to have a talk with it and my soul. My spirit was in some strange dreams last night, woke up very tired. Because the dreams drain your spirit, especially if they're not good ones. And then when you wake up, that lack of strength goes into your soul and then into your physical body. So I just had a talk with myself. I talked with my soul about thanking it and getting it ready to be a servant and a helpmate of the king of heaven. Me, and to be able to express through it properly, without it hindering me, without it adding anything to it. And then my soul had to speak to the body to tell it to get in line. We were going to work, sort of battle in a way, because when you teach, you are battling. You are battling against other concepts, ideas, traditions, cultures, religions, words, strongholds, fortresses that hold ideas and precepts and concepts, thoughts. We're battling against images you have created in your imagination. Teaching comes against ideas. It helps to reshape you, transform you from what you are to something else. Teaching is a powerful, powerful battle. It drains the teacher. And in Pastor Deborah's case, the powerful anointing of God himself, the Holy Spirit, has to come through my spirit, through my soul, and out of my physical body. And I have to sit with the gift of discerning of spirits working in my spirit so I can see you in the garden so that I can believe that I am on another planet in a star system in a faraway galaxy in your garden of Eden on your planet doing teaching spiritually the Lord's way requires all three parts of me my spirit, my soul and physical body, to be at attention, dressed, and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Teaching is very important. We see that all over the world, even throughout history. If you can teach, you can change a nation. If you can teach, you can implant seeds of anything. If you can teach properly, And the people receive you. They will believe what you're saying. And then their lives will produce fruit from what you've taught. From the seeds that you have thrown out. Seeds of ideas. Seeds of truth. Seeds of knowledge and wisdom. It's a battle. You might be bewitched. You might be. Death in your ears. 
blind in your eyes. Maybe you are still following your ancestors. Maybe a political party. Maybe you're blinded by hate or other things like racism. Maybe you don't love your neighbor, that you could receive anything from them. Teaching is the responsibility of a king. He must have all knowledge and wisdom. And when he speaks, it teaches. When he teaches his children, they learn. So today I had to do a lot of work within myself to be here helping you. That's right. So welcome again. We're back to our big book, The Kingdom of Darkness, Spiritual Babylon. We had gone off and talked about the very presence of the Lord. You had to learn what it was, or at least a beginning of what it is, to know what Satan, who used to be called Lucifer, had been kicked out of, and the power of it, the beauty of it, sort of like this motion video from Pixabay. This sort of represents the Garden of Eden, that spiritual place where our spirits are supposed to live in, be nourished in, on whatever planet we are on. Then upon your earthly death, your forever person, the real you, the one I'm talking to right now, it will go up even higher off the planet to the hidden kingdom of heaven itself, which looks a lot like this and more. So welcome. We're starting part number 20. And I'm now finished with an introduction of, through many videos of the presence of the Lord and what it is. Lucifer had been a high archangel, one who was given authority and dominion to protect the presence of the Lord, to protect the Garden of Eden. He was a mighty archangel, beautiful, beautiful, mighty protector, warrior, and soldier, but just a servant of the king. And it probably went on like that for a long time. We don't know. But over time, Lucifer's beauty that was coming into him, the light of the king of the kingdom of heaven, his eyes started looking at the beauty, the glory of it, and wanted it for himself instead of passing it on to others. He wanted to keep the power, the glory, the majesty, all the praise that would come to it. He wanted to become the king. He built images, had new ideas in his mind, because he became one filled with lust of his eyes. What he saw was not his. He was only a servant of. He saw the beauty of it, and he wanted it desired it. 
So he reached out in his mind and he created and took a bite and he claimed himself to be the king of the kingdom of heaven. All in his mind. Now he didn't know. He didn't know that God, his creator, knew all of this. And with a snap of God's finger, Lucifer was cast down to the earth. And I want to read you something that just came over my eyes and ears from a movie. Let me get it for you. I'm going to read to you what I wrote down yesterday from a movie I watched. The movie on YouTube for free. It was from a role-playing game called Midnight. And the name of the movie was Midnight Chronicles. I think that's right. And this had to do with a planet, probably Earth, and what had happened. And a narrator was talking and it showed videos of this occurring to help us understand what the movie was going to be about. So this is their quote that I wrote. Countless ages ago, the dark god, Isidore, was cast out of the heavens and banished to the waste of the earth. That's what happened to Lucifer. With his fall, a great veil descended, separating the mortal world from the heavens. That happened. That's when the garden was hidden away. Separating the gods from their creation. Isidore, the shadow in the north, gathered about him creatures of evil and darkness. He lashed out in conquest against the free races of the world. That sounds like it's happening right now in some nations. And even nature itself. When I heard this, I had to back up, start, and write it down. This was talking exactly what happened pretty much to Lucifer, who became Satan, the adversary of God. They're just using different names. But they're trying to help us to understand ancient things that happened that none of us saw. <clears throat> Led by a woman, Ariel Dale, something like that. She was an elfin witch. She was a queen of the elves. The free race repelled Isidore. Mm-hmm. His attacks, they repelled through the help of this elfin woman. But Isidore was not defeated. In a third war, the dark god struck against the south again. This time, 
the free races of the South were caught unprepared. How many of us are like that? We don't think any of this spiritual stuff is real. We're not prepared. We, even when we just take a walk, we just live in a, a world where we don't even want to acknowledge evil, wickedness, that bad things could happen to us, that our words could create culture, transform and conform little children. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we too have been caught unprepared. Pastor Deborah was. Not anymore. This time, the dark Lord won. Now the lands are clutched in the iron hand. That's a good way of explaining many nations where you have a horrible, evil leader. He has, or she, has iron hands, has a tight grip on the media, truth, the money, everything that goes on. It might be called a dictator, might be called a political party, might be called one part of a party, Mm -hmm. an iron hand of occupation. Those that were occupied by this iron hand, they lacked priests and servants of Isidor. They didn't have them. These priests and these servants would govern the lands from the city of Ariel, Drea or Dale or something. Couldn't understand all these words. Priests were involved. Priests are people that are in direct worship and service connection to a God. And it shows it in this movie. Praying, serving this God, getting information and knowledge and power. And it goes on and says, like a retreating tide, hope and magic fade from the world. It has been endless generations, long dark years since the shadow fell. When I heard that yesterday on that movie, I had to stop and write it down. It describes Lucifer falling to the earth, being cast out like lightning. And what happened down here? So here in the kingdom of darkness, an educational series, Spiritual Babylon. In this video teaching, number 20, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Garden of Eden, and we're working our way deep into the kingdom of darkness. So welcome from whatever planet you're from, whatever star system or galaxy you are in. The garden is there with you. It is for your spirit, you, the forever 
person. But let's pray first so we can hear the words of spirit and light. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this teaching today. That you're going to help us to understand and see more of what our spirit, soul, and body are like. What the governing system in our spirit and our soul are like and for. You're going to help us understand your works of your hands and you. Help us through your Holy Spirit. Teach us. Help us to transform our spirit and our soul into creatures of light, truth, knowledge, wisdom, love, joy, and peace that you desire for us to be. Help us, Father, all you can, for we need you. We need you to be fulfilling Isaiah 61 and 62 in our lives. We need lots of teaching and understanding. We need to be able to receive your seeds of truth and light and implant them in our spirit so they will grow and produce fruit from the kingdom of heaven. Help us, Father, all you can through your wonderful teacher, the Holy Spirit. In the name of Christ Jesus himself, your word made flesh that went to the cross, sacrificed its life for us to be with you and to have your Holy Spirit in us, with us, teaching us and helping us. In his name, I pray and petition you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. We're picking up in part number 20. And I'm going to read from the book, The Kingdom of Darkness, I wrote years ago. The Garden of Eden was the spot, the place, the spiritual environment of the kingdom of heaven on earth, on our planet, to be in our spirit, that God created, that God called man to be in, to function in, so we would function properly. We needed it to survive, to breathe in its presence, be touched by love, joy, and peace. Eden was to be in our spirit, a very deep part of us, the forever person in our heart of our spirit our mind and it was a real place on every planet hidden away once this satan creature fell god's very presence was the life sustaining environment in the garden god's own presence the light was there Mm -hmm. And that was to be in us and on our planet we were from. God's presence was man's spiritual home. God the Most High, the King of the Kingdom of Heaven, was the Lord, that means owner, and the King of the Garden of Eden. 
And he wanted to be the ruler of our spirit from his kingdom's rules and laws in our forever person. Fish needed water. Plants needed dirt. But man's spiritual being, us, the forever person, we need God's presence to survive and live and grow in the kingdom of heaven. The Garden of Eden was the spiritual environment where an open door to God existed with no end. Eden was where fellowship with God happened 24-7. When you enter into prayer, you enter into the Holy of Holies, the Garden of Eden. Eden was where God walked, talked with all his spiritual majesty and glory and his authority and dominion. The Garden Eden is where miracles would happen. Dominion of the earth would occur. Man, the forever person, needed to be in it in order to function according to God's design and to fulfill the spiritual and eternal purposes of God himself on our planets. Eden was where man the forever person, not a gender or a sex, could become all God had designed for him, is what it's called, it, you, to be. Eden was where our forever person would be fruitful and produce all that God had placed within us. Now, I don't live in it all the time. I come and get nourished every night. But when I go into the kingdom of darkness, I leave it. And I take with it the beauty and the love, the strength and knowledge. God's presence overflowing in my life with me. Into foreign lands, lands of darkness and evil to do battle. To set captives free. Other forever persons. Eden was where God's children. Us. Humanity. Would be the spiritual ruler of the earth. Eden was where God and the forever person were one. Now you take it with you. It's in your spirit. But you have to come back. It's like you need to take a shower every once in a while. Get clean. Eat. Be nourished. Rest. And you do all of that in your spirit in the Garden of Eden. It's a real spiritual place. But it's hidden. I found the way and I asked God to allow all of you to come. Now he's opened up the way on all your planets. 
and all the solar systems and galaxies. It is the place where two shall become one. Eden was God's very own heart, his mind, his pleasure, his delight, his essence, his nature for us. Outside of this heavenly garden, this environment, us, the forever person, our spiritual being, did not function as God intended. You have to be full of it, overflowing in it, producing its fruit within you, within your forever person, first to your own soul. Your soul must be transformed through death of all of its ideas and concepts and who it worships and what it believes. And it must learn about the kingdom and God and the presence and the lust of its eyes and lust of its flesh and the pride of its life. The soul is a complex being that's been our ruler until God's presence can come in and the kingdom of heaven can be set up. Then war starts within us. Your forever person needed and still does, I do, God's presence to live and become all that God intended for us to be on whatever planet we are on. God's Garden of Eden was our very life for our forever person. Yes, I'm in the garden every night. I do leave and I'm sent into the kingdom of darkness. But I take with me the nourishment, the love, the presence. I'm strengthened. I'm rested. Mm -hmm. It's rough out here. You guys all know that. The garden was the hedge of protection around Eden. Yeah. There's a flaming sword and a cherubim outside the entrance. The garden, the place of God's presence in the spiritual world that had become a wilderness when Lucifer became Satan and was cast out of heaven. Yeah. And we were cast into that world. A veil came and hid us from the garden. Story goes, our first ancestor named Adam which means dark earth, disobeyed in the garden, took a fruit and ate of it from a tree he was not to eat from. And the Holy Spirit, the Garden of Eden even left our spirit. The presence of God departed from us because it cannot stay where there is treachery, lying, sin. So then, We got kicked out of the garden, even from our forever person. Was not in us anymore. 
and we could not go into it on our planets. The Garden of Eden, a spiritual place now in the wilderness, hidden away behind locked doors, hidden, protected, but on our planets, which had become a waste and a wilderness. A veil had come over all of us, even the earth itself, cutting us all off because of Satan's fall. And the earth became as Satan's heart. And Satan created us in his image of lust of the eyes. It's in our DNA. Lust of the flesh. It's in our soul. It's in our physical body. And the pride of life. That is in our soul and physical body. And even our spirit. Until we're born again. And that old creature of the wilderness and Satan dies. And we become birthed anew. A new creature. Never existed before. Birthed as a baby. Mm -hmm. Spiritually. The Garden of Eden. A spiritual place. Where the forever person was supposed to live in, be nourished in. And it was to be what the earth, the planets, were to look like. Not what we see now. He was to be the steward, the shepherd, the manager, the king and ruler of the garden. To watch over God's presence. To allow God's great glory to be seen, even in the seen world of the natural on the earth. The earth is even crying out for us now to come out, stand up, and be who we're supposed to be to help free it from Satan's iron hand. Of evil and wickedness. And the forever person. Was to cover and protect. Keep and guard. God's garden of Eden within himself. His very presence. And on the earth. Above all things. This was the forever person's job. He didn't know it when he was born. No little baby does. You have to be taught, trained, educated by those who are wiser, your caretakers, your shepherds, your mamas, your papas. Their job is to teach you so when you grow and develop, you can take your rightful place doing what God intended for you to do. Protecting the presence of God had been Lucifer's position. That was his job in the kingdom, in the realm of the spirit. But because he looked at it and saw the power and beauty and how all of life was praising this God of the garden, the presence of God, he wanted the praise and glory recognition for himself. And he lost 
the garden. But he still kept the keys of authority. He was still the keeper of the keys. But one day, a young man who went to a cross with sin that was not his went into hell. And after a few little bit of time, the sin left because it wasn't his. And he got the keys from the keeper of the keys, Satan himself, back. And he ascended back up to heaven, sits on the right hand of the Father. And he gave all of his children that believe in him, like Pastor Deborah, to be the keepers of the key of the presence of God over hell itself, over death and the grave. God's presence was so powerful and precious to him that he would not allow any spiritual being, not even Lucifer, to be in it if they had sinned. Man himself, humanity, the forever person, when our forefather Adam disobeyed sin, because he was told the rules. If you're told a rule like, don't kill an innocent child in the womb. And you disobey that for whatever reasons. You're out of the presence of God. You can't get in there. If you lie and you're told not to lie. If you're told not to charge usury for lending money and you do. You're disobeying. You're out of the presence of God. If you're living from the lust of your eyes, the lust of your flesh, and the pride of your life, of your soul, you are out of the presence of God. But we were to be in it. So Lucifer sinned. He disobeyed. He was cast out like lightning out of the presence, out of the garden of Eden itself. That was in heaven. The very presence of God. And he was cast down as lightning. To the earth. And a separation occurred. A veil came. Just like we learned from that movie. That separated the spiritual. Garden of Eden. From this evil wicked creature. On our planets. As you're learning about the Garden of Eden, the presence of the Lord, it's beginning to teach you a lot about yourself and Satan, your adversary. And it's beginning to teach you a lot about the kingdom of darkness. Just watching that movie, Midnight Chronicles. It's a take of what happened here on earth itself. There's a lot of movies, stories, even children's. There was a great movie called The Beauty and the Beast. Do you know what that story is? There was a beautiful prince. And he got in trouble and he was cursed. And he became a beast. He went into the kingdom of darkness. But a young girl, I think her name was Belle, fell in love with him as a beast. Because the curse said, until somebody loves you as you are, you will stay a beast. And when her love permeated this beast, he changed back. 
into a prince. You can see that in the movie Pinocchio, where you get created as a wooden puppet, but the creator desires you to be a living boy. And through love, forgiveness, that happened in Pinocchio. Wonderful stories hidden away for us to study and learn. So we go slow. The kingdom of darkness is big and powerful. It's all over the known universe. You see it on your planet. You see it in your solar systems. It's in nature. But it was never supposed to be that way. So it's good that you're wanting to know more about this kingdom of darkness and Satan. You have to study him. You have to study what was supposed to be. You have to study the fall of everything. And what kind of world we're living in. It helps you understand people. Nature. Why things are happening. Why people do what they do. Most people can't figure it out. We used to kind of know. It was spiritual things, evil, wicked things like demons and devils. But when the age of reasoning came and science came, microscopes, we studied more on the physical world and spiritual things became superstition. Fairy tales, not real, can't see them. And they faded off from our memories, lost But they're still here. So you have to study. And it helps you to know what's going on in your life. Why you feel the way you do. Why you do what you do or don't do. Why nations do what they do. And you can answer the question. Are you living in the presence of God? Or in the kingdom of darkness? Are you free? Or are you still a slave to ignorance and confusion? To help us, God wants to tell us some things about Lucifer and his fall from heaven. And how he was cut down to the ground. Things happened when Lucifer fell as Satan, the adversary of God. Satan weakened the nations, that means the people. The earth trembled. The kingdoms shook. The spiritual world was made of wilderness on the planet. The cities were destroyed. Terror was now in the spiritual world. God wants you to know exactly what happened. The truth. And how through the very heart of Lucifer. That made his heart become a kingdom of darkness itself. So by seeing and understanding Lucifer's transformation. Long ago up in the kingdom of heaven. When he was a high archangel we begin to see how we have become in the kingdom of darkness. So we studied 
and God had me study the heart of Satan, the very adversary of God. Adversary means against. Anything that God is for, Satan is against. Satan battles God everywhere in thoughts, concepts, nations, families, beliefs, traditions, religion, cults. He battles. He takes God's truth, change them into lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Satan desires your soul to rule and to put your spirit oppressed, a slave to him. When you study Satan and his kingdom, you will begin to see and understand the land of Satan's heart and yours, your mind, called the kingdom of darkness. I don't want to go any further. We have a lot of meanings, definitions to go through. So I want to stop. And I want you to just ponder over. Go back and watch this video again. Ask God questions as you're going. Is there a garden of Eden? Am I in it? Am I in your pleasure and delight? Or is there a veil of evil and wickedness? Hiding it because it's in me. Am I a person who lives in the kingdom of darkness? Am I one of Satan's children with his heart and his image? Or am I one of yours? You can be one of God's and be a prodigal. I've left him, gone off and serving other things of Satan's world. Mm hmm you could return to the kingdom of darkness in many ways. So this is just to begin to get you to think about yourself. You cannot help other people till you figure yourself out. Who you are, what you're to be, what's going on. Just had a wonderful uh, lady who was a country western singer kill herself. She had been depressed most of her life. She said the only time she felt loved and wanted and accepted and beautiful was when she was on the stage singing. But that's not real life. But Satan worked. That's where you get all of your likes, so to speak. And so in everyday life, in her spiritual life, there was no love. They said she killed herself. She probably did, maybe with pills or something. She'd been depressed, suicidal. She talked about it. But she had no, that was her soul at work. That was the king of darkness working on her. She had a beautiful gift, a beautiful voice. But when you listen to the story of her family and her girls and her children, a lot of abandonment, abuse, Sexual abuse, child abuse, all just to sing on a stage. To get the accolades, the money, the glory. But real life was horrible. And she couldn't live on the stage. She was older now, sort of retired. So all that she used to get her strength from her beauty, 
her love, her love of herself, her purpose was gone. Life was not worth living. It was all about her. One of her daughters talked about her childhood of abuse and abandonment. Because her mother was always traveling, singing. Satan will get you off. Have you leave your children. Going after dreams to be liked and loved. Money. When their most important thing was your children. Mm-hmm, that, that just came out yesterday. Watched a video on it. So we want to first look at you. And you ask God himself. You're here in the garden. You see the beauty in living creatures. And when you go back to your body, ask God to show you the difference between the garden and your soul. The garden in the world. The garden in the earth. Or whatever planet you live on. You have to start seeing the difference. Mm -hmm. So you be encouraged. I'm here to tell you there's hope for you. You can be born again into the garden. You can come like Pastor Deborah. Live in it. Be nourished by it. Get strengthened. But you will have to go out into the kingdom of darkness, to the evil and the wickedness, to help other people come into the garden. That lady I was just telling you about, that singer, she couldn't do that. She was trying to get her needs met through singing, traveling, concert tours, money, being up front, but not helping her children. She was leaving seeds and fruit of evil and wickedness, rottenness, suicide, abuse, leaving her children to others. She abandoned them and went off for herself. So you have to learn and be able to look. God will help you. He'll tell you what condition your soul is in if you want to be clean. And the condition of your spirit. It might be through a movie, a song. Might be through in a book, somebody else's story. Might be in the news. Might be through a cartoon or a game. If you want to know, he will help you. He's not here to hurt you, but to help you see the truth. Because then when you get the truth, you are beginning to be free of your old ideas and witchcraft and confusion, the illusions, the bewitchment. And you can dig up those seeds and trees of lies. Mm-hmm. Cast them in away and implant the presence of God there, his truth. So you be encouraged. He's here to help you. I'm his voice to you. Go look. Ask God about yourself. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for those that you brought into your garden, into your presence, whatever planet we're on. Whatever star system or galaxy the garden is in. You love all living creatures. You're trying to help us to understand ourselves. You, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of darkness, Satan, our soul, the lust of our eyes. Why things are the way they are. Why people do what they do. You're trying, Father, so help us 
with your truth and light. From your very presence, come to us in dreams and visions, through movies and art, poems and songs, music. Teach us, Father. Help us. Guide us on your road into the garden and your presence. Help us return back to you and to love your presence in our lives, in our forever person. Help us, Father. We cannot do this without you. We need your Holy Spirit in our lives. We need your word, your living word, teaching us, helping us. We need teachers. We need pastors and mamas and papas teaching us, helping us. Father, be about your work here in the garden. If you're one here and you want to be born again, become a child of his and to come to the garden, it's done. If you desire to be a new creature in Christ out of the cocoon of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, you are birthed anew. The Hebrews 4.12 spiritual circumcision is done. If you desire truth, it will come. If you desire to know more about you, it will come. If you want to know more about Satan and the kingdom of darkness, you will learn. You study. You grow. You feed on truth and light. You come to the garden all the time. Many people, I have to pray, God, go and get. Their lives are very depressing. Their spirits must be refreshed. Life is sucked out of the spirit from the soul. The soul is almost like a psychic vampire, sucking the very life out of the spirit, sucking truth and hope out. And there are psychic vampires sort of from the kingdom of darkness in your soul. That lady I was telling you about, her life and hope was being sucked out. She was happy. And she was on the stage singing, dancing, traveling, signing autographs. But she couldn't do that all the time. The rest of her life was misery and depression. And she said that in some interview. She was only happy when she was on the stage. She only felt loved and wanted and appreciated. She was doing her purpose and she was on the stage. So nothing else mattered to her, not her children, her grandchildren, nobody, just her. It was all about her trying to find the garden of the presence of God. So you be encouraged and you come back again to the next Kingdom of Darkness teaching. It'll be number 21. We'll continue through the big blue book I wrote. Yeah, I'll see you then. Bye.